sorry. Uh, so thanks for coming. We're in Perak Bay's Piska Hay, and uh, tonight, Amir Tzashem, we're going to finish the Perak, and um, let's jump right into it. So previously, we've been talking about the ways in which Rav Kook understands Torah Lishma, and the way uh, Torah Lishma uh, itself splits into different notions, different aspects of Torah Lishma. Um, so let's begin. Shalom din Torah Lishma, usim chesed Knesset Yisrael. When a Jew sits down to learn Torah Lishma with all the understandings of Torah Lishma that we've been talking about up to this point, L'Shem HaTorah, so when they learn Torah Lishma, they do chesed. It's an act of chesed, it's an act of loving kindness with Knesset Yisrael, with the totality of the Jewish people. I was talking to my brother um, a little bit earlier this evening, and uh, he pointed out to me that Knesset Yisrael in Kabbalah is a Shem Nirdaf for the Shekhinah. For Malchus, Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu's presence in this world is tantamount to Bnei Yisrael, to our presence in this world. Uh, that the Shechina is Nikra Leinu, and um, that there's a sense over here, uh, a deeper sense that Rav Kook might be re- referencing in Torah Sari that uh, that learning Torah is also is also learning Torah for the sake of Hashem. Uh, what what the Arig says in Kisvei Ari Lishma L'Shem Hey. Torah L'Shem Hashem. Here, I'll show you in, uh, just for a moment, if uh, you don't mind me sharing my screen. So let me show you for a moment. Here's the Degel. Um, Degel is the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Degel in Parshas Yisro says the following. Let me see if I can find it. V'yadua, over here. V'yadua ma'ashakosu v'kisve ariz zal. What's written in the writings of the Ari. Inyan Torah L'Shma hainu L'Shem Hashem L'Keinu. It's L'Shem Hey. L'Shem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That we learn Torah for the sake of Hashem as well. Ayin Sham. Vagam Sham Adoni Aviz Keni, referring to his grandfather, the Baal Shem Tov. Lishma Hainu Lishem Hatevas Vaosios Atzma. Mistame Inyanen Echad Right? So that when you learn Torah in a very Pashat sense, we talked about the fact that the Chachma that we have, the ability to communicate, the ability to learn Torah, the ability for Torah to find its way into our world is very simply through the fact that it could be mislabish, that this or of Hashem could be mislabish, and it could be engarbed in osios, in the letters of the Aleph Beis, the letters that the world was created with, and with the Torah, that HaKadosh was a stakil, but Raisu bara alma, that HaKadosh looked at the Torah as the blueprint of the world. Again, all things we discussed in the, fir- in the first two piskos of the first chapter of the Sefer, and the notion is when you learn Torah Lishma is that you can narrow yourself down to I'm learning Torah for the sake of these osios. I'm learning Torah for the sake of these letters on a page that evolve into a sense of Chachma that we're able to get from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's uh, Torah, Torah Lishma, L'Shem Hey, Torah for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's the idea that I think that you could also read into La'asoy's Chesed in Knesset Yisrael. But on a revealed sense, in a revealed way, and this is, you know, there's Lishem Yichud for Talmud Torah as well. Uh, once upon a time when I was like serious about learning Torah, so, you know, my Chavrus and I, before every Seder, we would say all those Yehi Ratzons in the beginning. They're printed in the front of some of those Vahadr Gemaras or the Shas Lublin. And, uh, and you try and remind yourself, I'm learning or I'm doing this particular mitzvah. Certainly when you said Lishem Yichud tonight before lighting the Hanukkah candles, to unify Hashem's presence in this world, and um, in the name of all Jewish people, even those who aren't learning Torah, who have not been exposed to Torah, um, that it's not, 
I think, you know, for philosophy or for any other intellectual pursuit, so there's the notion of the fact that it's an individual process, that I open up a book of, you know, Wittgenstein, or I open up, a, I was reading this week, the philosopher Simone Weil, amazing. She was a Jew, but she was a Christian mystic, an anarchist, a communist, a partisan at different stages of her life, brilliant, brilliant philosopher. Um, in a, well, maybe Weil's a bad example, but but in general, intellectual endeavors and intellectual pursuits are things that are done for the individual. They can write it and share it with the world, um, but prima facie, on the surface, it's an individual process. You and a book and studying and gaining wisdom and being the Chadish Chidush and Torah is not just a mere intellectual endeavor for the individual, but it's one that includes the other as well. Torah Lishma means that I'm thinking about other people when I learn Torah. I'm thinking about Hashem when I learn Torah. And as we are going to see in the continuation of this Pisgah and the next two Pisgahs, I'm learning it for the sake of Knesset Yisrael, for the sake of the Jewish people. When you learn Torah, you're carrying the Jewish people on your back as well. So Rav Kook explains, what does that mean to do chesed with Knesset Yisrael when you learn Torah? Ha-Ketzad. Ruach ha-umam is chazeik, a-yedei ma-shevanem is parnasim parnasam ha-ruchanis mi-pri rucha shal Knesset Yisrael. Right, I added in the word shal Knesset Yisrael, meaning b'nei Yisrael, the Jewish people, become stronger spiritually, become stronger as a nation when, when young Jews, or when, when all Jews, but especially people that are Bereshis Darkam, people that are starting off in the very beginning, when they learn that Torah and when they bring into themselves and bring into their minds and, and, and transform their intellect with Torah, so when they do that, they're being misparnes, they're, they're making themselves greater and they're making themselves enriched with the riches and the treasures of all of the Jewish people. And as Rav Kook said, the Torah that we learn is also the product of the Jewish people as well. There's what comes from Kaddish Baruch Hu, and then there's the Torah that comes from us, uh, the Emes Me'aretz Titzmach, that comes from the development of Torah over the ages by the Jewish people who learn it. So the Ruach HaUma. And, and over here you start to see a, a tinge a little bit of Rav Kook's nationalist sense that, that comes up, especially in his writings in Zionism and his writings in the Renaissance of the Jewish people. But Rav Kook has a vision that the Renaissance of the Jewish people is inseparable from our learning of Torah and from our return to Torah. That was Rav Kook's vision that the return, which might be al Yaday, in the return to that pristine state of, of a Sanhedrin and Kol Yoshevei Aleha and all the people returning to the land of Israel where Torah is in its most pristine state. So, so Rav Kook saw, even if that comes through people who aren't necessarily Shomrei Torah Mitzvahs right now, the process is inexorably to lead them to Torah Mitzvahs. And I would argue that actually, uh, uh, at least the kind reading of the development of Jewish people since the founding of the State of Israel would indicate that, that that indeed has been the case. We're not quite there yet, not by a long shot, but I would say that you know, if you were to ask somebody who's the greatest supporter of Torah study in all of Jewish history, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it's Medinat Yisrael, right? You have to say it like that, Medinat Yisrael, right? And the reason is because you have more people learning, you have more Torah being published. Not, not necessarily the, does quantity indicate quality, but certainly there, there, is, there are more people learning than ever before. There are more yeshivas than ever before. There's more Torah scholarship. Uh, at least in quantity than ever before. And I think that that's part of the vision of being mischazik, of strengthening the nation through learning of Torah. And as we know, learning Torah increases our identification with our people, our sense of Yiddishkeit, our sense of who we are as a, as a people. It tells us what our destiny is. It tells us what we're supposed to be doing with our lives, how we're supposed to live our lives. 
Understanding the Torah is understanding what it means to be Jewish, right? That a, a, a Jew needs the Torah, as Akiva says, we need the Torah like fish need water. And to leave the water would be to, you're no longer a fish, you're a dead fish. It's the same thing with Torah, that if you leave Torah, you're, if you're Ozevit, now you leave it one day, it's going to leave you two days, and uh, Torah, Torah becomes weaker and we become weaker. Jewish people without Torah is an impoverished nation. And every individual, each one of you, when you learn Torah, when you're osik Torah, when you, when you struggle with it, when you work at it, when you put your efforts into it, so you reveal new life. You, you give a new lease on life to the Jewish people. Ah, another generation of Jews are learning Torah. Ah, another link in the Messiah is continuing. Ah. The Jewish people are, are being infused with new creativity and new understandings of Torah to answer the questions and problems of our age, both halachic and ashkafic. That's the idea. And, um, and, and this is through, Rav Kook uses a beautiful language over here, amazon anishmasi, the sustenance of the soul, spiritual sustenance. Now that's interesting because we do have a lot of references to Torah uh, with a metaphor of physical sustenance. For example, uh, David HaMelech, uh, says, you know, that uh, he wants to learn Hashem's Torah, in Sefer Tillin, that your Torah is in my kishkas, your Torah is deep in my belly, right? That your Torah is, is something that's part of the essence of who I am. It's a physical thing that I feel inside of me. It's something I arm myself with. Or we say, that uh, the Torah is, is nimshal to, uh, to, to, to honey and to milk, sweetness, right? That is, so Torah should be something like when you ingest it spiritually, it should be sweet. It should be tov enoim lechech for our spiritual soul. And we also have, for example, the Ramah we talked about. The Ramah says in Yeradeya, and talking about the dialectic between Lima Torah's Hanistar and Torah Nigla, learning hidden Torah, so the Ramah tells us, that you're not allowed to go ahead and move on to Nistar. You're not allowed to move on to Chain, to the hidden levels of Torah, without first being Memali Kareso Basaviyayin without first filling up your stomach with wine and with meat, meaning that you have to understand the nigla of Torah, you have to understand the halachas, you have to understand gufi halachas before your osig in the nistaros as well. So we see over, over, over here, we see the notion of Torah being a sustenance, a sustaining thing. Um, in Sefer Atanya, we talk about lolam Hashem dvarcha nitzav bashamayim. The Balatanya, in a slightly different vein, talks about, I believe this is in Sharaichud ve'amunah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has issues of sustaining utterance. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Osios, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought into the world, Shamayim, Shem, Mem, Yud, Mem. So, and Shamayim, there is water with all the Torah on what that word means. So when HaKadosh Baruch Hu uttered, right, Yehirakiyah B'Soy Chamayim, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with Asara Ma'amaros, so those are sustaining utterances. That if HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Khalila remove the sustaining utterance, remove that which um, infuses the world, with Torah and, and allows it to continue. So then everything would fall apart. So there's a notion of Torah sustaining as mazon nishmasi, as spiritual sustenance both for us, for the nation, for the individual, for the nation, and for the world. And the more that you learn and the more that you study, so you become more enlightened, you become more crowned become becrowned with a more expansive view of the world and a more expansive understanding and Seichel Tov. Even if you're somebody that naturally, there's people that naturally have wisdom. There's people that naturally um, see the world 
with the metinus, with the kind of long vision, you know, the kind of people we want to be like, the people that see the world with a long view, with a slowness and a deliberateness of thought, the, the things that we call wisdom, the way that we want to think. We don't want to be so fast. We want to be able to, to come and to approach the world and to our problems, to our understanding of the world with a depth of thought and a depth of understanding. So that uh, can happen naturally. Some people are naturally gifted in that sense. The rest of us, excuse me, a lot of sufganiyot tonight. The rest of us, um, the rest of us, on the other hand, uh, aren't necessarily endowed with that naturally. And the way in which we can approach that, you want to have that wisdom, is to learn Torah. And to learn Torah, to learn God's wisdom, to learn God's way of how we should live in the world. So that is a way to increase wisdom. And that wisdom, Agav, starts with Yeras Hashem. So if you have Yeras Hashem, then you know what you need to be learning. If you have Yeras Hashem, you know you need to learn Hashem's Torah because you're in awe of Hashem. So what do I do when I'm awe? I want to learn more about it. after the Yishtomimus, after, after um, the awe, after a sense of being enamored of this and, and uh, a kind of fear as well. So you want to learn more about it. You want to understand it. And that's the increase. Deya Rechava V'Seichotov. And like we talked about in, in Pisca Gimel, so this also, it, it, it sharpens a person, it, it softens a person in ways. It allows a person to become a more full human being, um, human being with, with greater faculties with which to confront the world through Torah. It's, um, it's, it gives power, right? There's a kind of power that comes from learning Torah. I think what, what Rav Kook is, is, is really asking over here in this in the second part of Piskahe, is how does the Torah form the central part of our nation's miracle, of our survival? And when you understand the way Rav Kook is describing the effects of Lima Torah, especially Torah Lishma, and what it does to a person is that you become a nation full of wise people, a nation full of people who are prepared to not just endure, not just endure everyday life, but to endure uh, a hyper, uh, an intense version of everyday life, a, a version of everyday life that involves Suffering and persecution. Hey, Julian. Um, that's, that's what Torah does to us. It's mazon ishmati. It's the tzedel derech for us to be able to deal with that, to be able to, to navigate that. The more that we do that as the individual, the more that, that groups of Jews do that, the more that a people does that and understands that this is our value. So it increases life, it increases strength. It's mitodeid. It encourages us. Right? It gives us koach, chayil. It gives us strength to be able to deal with the world, to forge ahead through Jewish history. The secret to Jewish survival is not just a platitude. Oh, the secret to Jewish survival is the Torah. It literally is the Torah that has sustained us, that has kept us from being hutman uh, ben uh, being absorbed and swallowed up through the nations. And also, to a certain degree, not just uh, surviving, but, but thriving, giving the world so much, giving wisdom so much, and giving its own people so much. And all of the rifyonos, all of the, all of the things in Jewish history which has led us apart, which has separated us from Shem, which has caused the Hester, which has caused the Rihuk, a distancing from God, comes from rifayon of Torah, meaning that we that we we hadn't focused enough on this life-giving wisdom, that we haven't paid enough attention, that we haven't been osek enough in the storehouses of wisdom that Torah has to give to us, especially when... 
The root of all of that, the root of all distancing from God comes from being distanced from Torah. Torah is the tool with which to draw near to God. Now, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us on the Pasuk, uh, we're in Pisgah Hay, uh, we're just finishing Pisgah Hay, we're about to begin Pisgah Bav. Um, welcome to the latecomers, I hope Marev was nice. So, so this notion of Shechich HaTorah, if you're in a Torah, the core of all distancing from God is distancing from Torah, is leaving the tool the, the tool which is expressly there for us to come closer to God and to strengthen our nation, strengthen ourselves. So that's rifon yadayim, is that's putting up our hands from Torah and distancing ourselves from Torah. The Gemara says, talking about the fact that B'nai Israel came to a place called Rafidim, Vailachmun Amalek, and they had a war with Amalek over there. And uh, Rashi says, right, Mailashon Rafidim, what's the language of Rafidim? So Rabbi Yeshua says, Omer Sherifu Atzma Torah. The reason Amalek came was the net effect of the fact that the Jewish people had, had, had raised their hands, had been Masalik Yadayim from Talmud Torah, from being Osik in Torah. We know that they ran away from our Sinai, Ketina Kabarech, Mibhisa Sefer. They fought with Amalek and refeed them. And Rashi says, Mipne Rifyon Yadayim, Shal Torah Mitzvah. Svachinam Rifyon Yadayim hi. A weakening of the hands. Kilomer Pne Sharaf Yadayim and Atorah Baalem Amalek. By removing their hands from learning Torah, by not being osik in Torah, not using this tool to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu, so the net effect was Amaleki. And this ties into an idea that we said last time, that uh, any oscillation away from, from Torah is in effect a turning towards Avodah Zarah. You can't have it one, day, one way or the, the other. Right? Like, um, like Eliyahu says, you know, You can't say, oh, I have Torah, but I'm really part of something else. It's, it's all Torah. Depends how encompassing that Torah is. But the moment that you turn away from Torah, right, the Torah turns away from you and it's in, in effect to turn towards Avodah it's Because you have to serve something. So if it's not going to be Hashem through Talmud Torah, then it's going to be something else and it's not going to be a good thing. Fine. Fine. Let's turn to the next Pisgah. Pisgah Vav. Yisod Torah l'shma yagbaras kocha shuknesses Yisrael. Similarly, therefore... The foundation, meaning understanding the effect the Torah has on the individual and the nation, that it's Mosif Chayim, it's Mosif Omitz, it's Mosif Koach for everybody. It gives, us, it gives us the ability to forge ahead in history and to absorb wisdom and to follow in God's path. So therefore the foundation, Yisod Torah Lishma, the foundation of Torah Lishma is Agbaras Koch HaShoknas Yisrael, to make the Jewish people stronger. I mean, it says, Genuza Bekirbeinu. And the only reason we could do that is because we're actually accessing something that's already there. We're already strong. Torah is already the nachla of every Jewish person. It was given to us at our Sinai. It's Loba Shamaimi. It was given to us. And the Torah is always in potentia. To give an example of what I mean over here, the Gemara Nid that talks about the fact that it's in the nuns, talks about the fact that when a baby is b'me'i imo, so a malach sits uh, by the baby's head with a ner dalaka rosha, with a candle by the baby's head, and teaches the baby kola Torah kula. So everybody asks, you know, why teach you the Torah if you're just going to forget it? So I don't know if it was Rishol Salantu that said this is because the notion is, is that all Lima Torah is actually recollection. All Lima Torah is actually revealing something that's already there. So as that's true for the individual, that all Torah is Chazara, that all Torah is recovering something that's already ours, and the path to Torah and the path... To, to attach ourselves to Torah is so much easier than we think. So because that's true for the individual, it's true for the Jewish nation. The entire Jewish nation, uh, um, 
that it's the way that we inherit the world is through continuing to connect to God's wisdom, continuing to connect to the Torah. It's hidden, it's stored away in our soul. And by continuing to learn Torah, we get stronger because we're revealing that potential that's, that's within us. And the more that we add depth to our emotional, to our intellectual connection with Torah, the Torah itself becomes more beautiful. We add our chidushim, we teach it, we show that we live our lives according to it, to make a kiddush Hashem. That's by understanding all the se'ifim, all the pratim of Torah and deepening our emotional connection with it. Um, for example, I learned in graduate school in education, so there's three goals when a person is taught something. The first goal is what we would call knowledge, simply understanding the material. Two plus two equals four. Beautiful. Then there's deeper understanding. Next level, deeper understanding is saying, well, why does two plus two equal four? So you open up a number line and you show how the integers work and you understand that when you add these two quantities, these two values, so this is what you get at the end of it. And then there's the final level, after the deeper understanding, knowing how the system works. Now I can do two plus two. Oh, I know how to do two plus six. I know how to do six plus 10. I understand how the system works. So then there's an affective goal. Now I love math. Now I have an, a, an emotional connection to math because it speaks to my soul because I've, I'm able to do it on my own. I'm able to add to it. I'm able to do it without necessarily being directed or taught because it's become my own. It's a part of me. That's the affective piece, and that's what Rav Kook means when he says, The more Torah you learn, the deeper your emotional connection to the Torah becomes. The deeper your emotional connection becomes to the mitzvahs you perform also. I'll give an example, you know. So I nearly cried tonight lighting the Hanukkah candles, not just because I had a hard week, but you've spent, I've, I've spent all this time learning about Hanukkah, and finally the moment comes to do this mitzvah because I learned about it, because I learned the Gemaras, and because I opened up a Mamar Chasidus on it. So now all of a sudden, when I perform this avoda, it's an emotional thing. It's everything that's within me that was revealed in potentia, that everything that was in potentia is now revealed by this action. And, and that's our Chavas Rikshas. So we show how beautiful the Torah is. So we finish as we started. The more Torah you learn, the deeper your connection with Torah, the more the Torah itself blossoms in respect to it. Right? Torah gets bigger as you more deeply invest in Torah. It's no longer a closed book. We understand that Torah is the true spirituality, it's the true soul and underpinning of what goes on in a Jewish person's heart. It's hidden within us. We understand now the sum total, I think, of this parak is that in every prat of Torah, every prat of Torah contains this light. You don't have to be learning the deepest mamar of Kabbalah inside a cave in the middle of the night, on Lagba Omer, with candles around you in order to feel the joy of Torah. You could be, you know, groggy and bleary-eyed before a coffee, learning Mishnah Brura and, uh, you know, and you're, and you're saving the whole world. And you're revealing kochos within you. And you're enriching your nation. And you're learning Torah, to raise a Kaddish Baruch Hu and the distance that Kaddish Baruch Hu has from Knesset Yisrael, we're bringing it closer through all this. That happens in every sif and every prat of Torah as well. Let's finish it up. Do I have two more minutes, guys? Yeah, let's finish it up. So, it's really important to understand that, that Torah needs to come with Kavana. 
And we know and we say, in Kedusha B'liachana, Kedusha, like Rav Tzadok said in Rasi Seilel and in Zion, Kedusha doesn't just come from nowhere. It doesn't just spontaneously develop from the heart of a person. A person has to prepare themselves for it. It needs a hechsher. It needs a hachana. And the hachana for Torah is kavana, and more specifically, birchas Torah, which I think are meant to direct and to channel our kavana. I think brachos in general, that's the point of brachos. A kavana of achila, shahakol niyabidvaro, when I drink water. Right, that everything, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm drinking this, this seltzer, so actually, actually I'm understanding, not only am I putting you know, bubbles into my body, but I'm understanding that Kosh created the carbon, uh, what goes into it? Carbon dioxide, I guess. Right? Whatever makes seltzer, whatever makes this great, um, and whatever uh, allowed this glass to exist, whatever allowed this water, the bodily functions, shakol niyabdevaro, all of it came Right, with from the fact that Kashbar gave us the Torah, gave us Chachma, and that we have a world because of that. So, the Bracha, when we say the Bracha, so we know that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed because they didn't bless in Torah. So, they were learning Torah, but it didn't have any of these effects. The nation was getting weaker, meaning the Torah, when you learn it the wrong way, it's Samavis, it's a poison, it's not Samchayim. That's because you do it, then it doesn't have all of these effects. It's not Mosif Chaim, it's not Mosif Om, it's not Mosif Koach, it's not L'Shem Hashem, it's not L'Shem Hey, it's not L'Shem Ator, it's L'Shem something else. And uh, that might be just as good as, uh, as, uh, as, as Khalila, you know, a different Avoda, a strange Avoda. So like when we say Berch Torah, Baruch HaTashem L'Kim HaKhulam, L'Asayk, Asheik Hashem, L'Asayk, 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 we want to be sweet, Hashem L'Kim L'Kim L'Sayinu, I'm going to forget it right now. And because I don't want to say a shame Hashem, but just listen, for example, to Birchus Torah, and this is what the Kavan that you have in mind before you learn. Gotta make this bracha beforehand. He says, Kulani Yoide Shemecha, finish the line, Vilayimde Tarasecha, Lishma. This is how we learn it. This is the bracha that we make. Barachat Hashem, Amalami Torah, Lam Yisrael. Thank you, Hashem, for giving us the Torah to the Jewish people. I think we're being zoom bombed by somebody. Hi, Joey. Hi. Hi, Joey. Everybody knows Joey? Everybody, What's up, bro? Everybody says Mazel Tov to Joey on the uh, publishing of his new Sefer. Mazel Tov. Oh, wow. These are friends. Hello. These are friends. These are friends. Here, Joey, Joey. Joey, over here. I see Ami. Joey maybe say something at the end. Let's just finish this Pisgah. So we say we make that bracha in order to focus ourselves, in order to have Kavana. That's the Birch Torah. Right? The Oisek B'Torah L'Shma. That's a declaration of intent. In a bracha, it's impossible to learn Torah Lishma without keeping really all of these ideas in mind. The good news is you don't need to know chapter and verse, everything that Cook is saying over here, but you need to understand that these are the ideas that should be in your mind. And Bar Hashan, this is something that I think is intuitive to most Jews. Rav Cook over here is, is allowing his poetic language to bring into focus so we can even talk about it, because these things are by their very nature ineffable. Can't put words to it. So you need this hechsher shahavan of hargasha baima, the understanding and the emotion that comes with it. How every single prat, every single detail, every single Allah of Torah, every os, like we talked about, from the language of the Degel, everything is chibas kodesh. It has the light of all of the other parts together. Right? I think Joey would probably call this, uh, I believe that this is part of the Rashash's notion of erchen, right? That every prat contains the whole that every detail contains the sum total of the parts, that's the way to learn Torah Lishma. That's when even in the things that you might call quote-unquote dry or not giving you that geshmak, that that too is Or Hashem. That too is the, the light of the entire world. 
in this general light, that general light. So maybe learning Hilchos Netios or Srachos might you might not feel that you're enlightening the nation and that you're enriching the world, but you have to understand that yes, that that prat very much is increasing light and brings with it light to the entire world, just like the Or Klali of all Torah. And it devolves this great light that we started off in the first parak with, talking about the light of Matan Torah, that too is in each and every prat. That's the recipe for learning Torah Lishma. So that's the end of the second parak. We're going to begin the third parak, next week, I guess, if guys want. Joe, you want to say a parting word to everybody? Sure.